Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Entrepreneur Product Sourcing and eBiz Show, brought to you by WorldWideBrands.com. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Chris Malta. Most online sellers know they can meet new suppliers and find new products at thousands of trade shows that are held across the country each year. But what you may not know is that most major cities in the U.S. have permanent trade marts that are open all year long. We're talking with Jeff Walton today, general manager of the Minneapolis Mart, to find out about the benefits of incorporating wholesale merchandise showrooms into your product sourcing. Jeff, welcome to the show. Good morning, Chris. Great to have you here. Let's start with what is the purpose of a permanent wholesale merchandise mart? A mart, very simply put, is a gathering place, and it's a place that both a resale customer and a wholesale supplier are going to make a connection, they're going to engage in commerce. We represent a lot of different product lines in this mart. We're not the largest mart in the country, but on the other hand, if you look at the number of products and the number of lines that are represented here, it can be overwhelming. We're really a one-stop location, regionally based, for small to medium-sized resellers to find their products. That's excellent. And you don't have to be the largest mart in the world, right? You're serving your regional area. Oh, I think uh, there's advantages the not to being the largest mart, uh, actually, because yeah. <laughs> we can really target the customers that are the smaller, medium-sized startup. So this is a good size for that type of a customer. And, you know, we have been to, I think, what may be the largest one, and you've got to bring really good walking shoes and a bottle of oxygen because you, <laughs> it just takes forever. And your you know? calendar has to have a lot of time blocked out. Yeah, you want to spend a week. So now, who are the target customers of a merchandise mart? Who do these marts serve? For this mart, there's two classes of target customers. The first ones are the locally based, let's say 250 to 300 miles out, is a good estimate for covering about 80% of our customers. We call ourselves a regional mart for a reason, because we do cater to the people that are more local. And there are lots of marts around the country that also cater to that type of clientele. So typically, you're going to find customers that will go to a permanent regional mart to be a small to medium-sized customer. The other type of a target for a mart is if a mart has got a specialty. For example, here, Scandinavian products are something that you don't find in a lot of other places around the country. So that's going to be more the national component of who we would attract. Are those furniture products more or less? Mostly houseware and clothing type items. There is some furniture. We wouldn't be a good source for a lot of furniture things. There are marts that specialize in that. Your high point, Las Vegas, are going to be big furniture marts. Yeah, but for e-commerce resellers, they're not looking for furniture anyway, are they? You want the, you want something generally you can ship with UPS or FedEx with a 70-pound weight limit. I would say that that matches with most of the showrooms that are here in this mart. So now, how, again, does a regional mart differ from a national mart? Well, I called Minneapolis a regional mart because our focus is going to be primarily geographical. Now, the national marts are going to be a lot larger. You mentioned you went to a large one. Uh, Atlanta is a good example of... That's where we went. <laughs> a good example of a mart that is spread over several different buildings. They require a lot of time and logistics to get there. One of the other differentiations that you'll see with a regional mart is that we are not dominated so much by large manufacturers. I think you'll find primarily manufacturing showrooms at the national marts. Here you're going to find 
manufacturers, reps, and importers, people working in a little bit smaller scale, people working to a smaller audience. So I would say that here the smaller manufacturers and importers are going to have an equal footing to what a large manufacturing company would have at a national location. You know, and again, a good basis for an e-commerce seller because the most successful e-commerce sellers really work in niche markets. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I think that we have an advantage of being able to actually spend some time and work with our customers. The national people have the national folk and a national goal. We are working with the smaller retail stores and e-commerce people. We do have a small but growing e-commerce base of customers that appear here. Right. From what you're saying as far as dealing with the size of the place and all the huge wholesalers that are at some of these places, we send people to shows and marts all over the country. And when you get to the really big national ones, they'll send us back every couple of days. They'll FedEx a box full of business cards and pamphlets. Again, they're just <laughs> yeah. going down the line is all they're doing because there's so much to cover. There's no real time to actually sit down and talk people individually because there's so many people there. With the regional market, it sounds like, is more time to actually deal with the wholesalers themselves, to talk to them, find out what they carry, what they're doing, how they work with you. Yeah, absolutely. And with a permanent mart, we're here 365 days of the year. It varies from showroom to showroom in terms of what part of their business model is based on being here. Certainly everyone is here for shows, but we have about 25% of the showrooms are here on an everyday basis. And the majority of them will, will certainly make appointments with people. So I would encourage anyone that would like to go and get a little bit better face time with their suppliers of regional mart, and there are a lot of us around the country, is really a good place to start. Excellent. Now, do the various permanent marts specialize in certain product categories the way that temporary trade shows do, or is it just a wide variety? Well, it really is a mart-to-mart question. We have some specialties here, and I mentioned one earlier, Scandinavian-type product. Somebody that's looking for Western or Southwestern-type things might go to the Denver Mart. Sure. It doesn't mean that that's all that we have. It just means that there is a fairly strong presence of that type of product in addition to everything else here. We, in this Mart, have 5,000 different product lines represented. So to say we specialize in any one or another, I have to be careful because Every mart is different. They have a different personality, and the mix of the lines that are represented are always changing. Right. A, good, a good example of the type of shows where if you're looking for a specialty, say unofficially, you might want to go to New York for tabletop products because they've got the largest show in the world for those. Yeah. That doesn't mean that we don't have any, but we don't have the percentage or the penetration of that type of line here. It's like you said, regional mart. You're also talking about the region that you're in, say, Southwestern Products Denver. So you may see more of a preponderance of the region reflected in the regional mart. Oh, absolutely. Right? You're probably not going to see Scandinavian products in the Denver mart or really in sure. many other places around the country just because it's not a big part of the population, nor will you find a lot of Southwest products here just because that's not the type of product that is moving in this locale. You can't categorize a mart as being only one type of thing. Sure. We're going to have a lot of different product offerings, and compared to a national mart, let's say that we still will have about 90% of the product lines, although you'll see less selection within a line. Let's talk about participation. Can anybody participate in permanent trademark shows? And this is one of my favorite questions, Jeff, because so many people don't get this. What do they need to do to qualify as a customer? 
Well, the Minneapolis Mart and most permanent marts are what you would call a wholesale mart. So wholesale, just by definition, is not open to the public. Yes. So a buyer that's coming to the mart here is going to be asked for some credentials. There's business reasons. There's tax reasons. When I first started here at the mart, I was greeted by a tax audit. <laughs> and one of, one of the things that we had to demonstrate as part of our audit for our tax status was that we did, in fact, require credentials from people coming in here. That It was not open to the public, and therefore transactions in here were not going to be taxed the same way that, say, a retail store would be. And Typically, you're going to need to demonstrate that you have a legitimate business. You'll need a tax ID and some credit information at really at most every mart. Now, coming right. here, we offer the opportunity for people to pre-register. And frankly, most people that come here once will come back again, maybe annually, maybe several times a year. We have permanent credentials that are available for people. We'll ask you for your tax number, a business check, a business card, just to demonstrate that you're legitimate. Now let me just drag out my little soapbox here and climb up on that for just okay. a second because you need to form a legal business. You need to get a tax ID if you want the best prices because you're not going to work with wholesalers otherwise. Right. And so many people argue, you know, <laughs> because yeah. the guys are out there all over the search engines pretending to be wholesalers. You don't need a tax ID. Come on over here, you know. 69 bucks will sell you this list. We'll sell you all these wholesalers. You don't need a tax ID. And, of course, you do, but it sounds easier. Now, if you're going to be an online business in e-commerce, if you want to clean out your garage, then don't get a tax ID. Just sell your stuff on eBay and clean out your garage if you want to make money. You need a legal business, you need a tax ID, and it's not that hard to get. Most people are afraid of it. They're scared by ooh, legal stuff, IRS, forms. But if you want to be successful, you want to make money, you want to replace your day job, whatever you're going to do, you got to be legal. Well, these Answer things that. are done for the benefit of legitimate buyers. Yes. It really is, because if you're in it for business and you're serious about it, this is something that you really should want to do because it separates you from the garage sailor. We don't offer any kind of cash and carry here, and I would yeah. discourage anybody that would be thinking of coming here for that reason. Right, right. So what do people leave with besides product orders when they come to the mart? I think it's important with the type of products that we're selling. It's a hands-on experience. You get a first-hand impression. Some of the things that you'll see as you travel from showroom to showroom in this or any other mart is ways to effectively display products, how to present the merchandise. There are educational opportunities. We have seminars every time we do a show in right. order to try to educate people as to how the market is changing and certainly things the retail people have to understand. They do need an online presence. They need to really embrace the Internet. It's not a battle with the Internet. It's embracing it. I have the same type of steep learning curve here with people that have been in business for many years that haven't taken advantage of all the business tools that are out there. So you're going to have an educational opportunity when you come here. And just and talking with the wholesalers, just being absolutely. able to talk face-to-face -face is such a huge advantage as well. You um, can mix not only with buyers but with business owners just like yourself. Jeff, when a reseller... Is it a permanent mart? Are they better off to buy direct or work with a sales rep? And can we kind of explain what the sales reps are doing at the merchandise marts? 
Sure. At a regional mart like this, typically the people that are working in the showrooms are going to be independent as opposed to working for the manufacturer. Oftentimes they're going to have a stake in the company, but it really doesn't matter what industry you're talking about, whether you're talking about computers or dinnerware. As suppliers get larger, they tend to try to work to change their staff. They'll go to a corporate or direct sales force and they'll go back and forth. But typically the manufacturer's reps are going to make it advantageous for you to work through the channel that's been set up for their lines. Buying direct can offer the same price in many cases, but I can tell you that you won't get the same type of follow-up or service. And in this business, relationships and who you know and where you have connections is very important. Yeah, I think it's important to have a dedicated sales rep, honestly. No matter how you're working, if you're working directly with a manufacturer that has a sales staff, or if they're contracting with sales reps at a mart, or even within their own wholesale company somewhere, the personal connection. A sales rep is a knowledgeable advisor, and it's somebody that has a face and a name that you can attach to the product that you're trying to source. So they can give you information that goes above and beyond the literature that you can pick up or websites that you can go look at. They really have more of a pulse on what's going on out in the market. Yeah, and again, for me, with my online businesses, when I can call a supplier and call my rep and say, hey, Christine, I want to do this and this and this, and she goes, hey, how you doing? Okay, no problem, and we're good. So much easier to have that connection. Now, once a seller finds products they want, why shouldn't they just continually order those same products? Why do they need to continue to visit marketplaces and shows? The same product that works today isn't going to work tomorrow. Yeah. And it's as simple as that. Don't yeah. get stuck with a shelf load of <laughs> pet rocks or beanie babies. And I'm old enough to remember those. Me the market, too. <laughs> the market changes. And you need to be looking for the directions that the market's taking. And really, whether you're in brick and mortar or e-commerce, you've got to get out of your store, get out of your location, and go see what's out there because that's what people are looking for. So coming to a mart on a regular basis is going to expose you to the things that are coming. It's going to introduce you to the people that have the next hot item. Right, and I tell people this also. Product sourcing is a continuous process in your business. It's not something you do once when you open your online store and you're done. It's a continuous, evolving process. You have to do it well many times, not just once. Yes, yes. <laughs> Very good. I'm going to use that if you don't mind. Okay, you're a regional mart. You're talking about a two to 300-mile range. With travel being expensive and time-consuming, can sellers just buy on the website and not go to the show or the market? Well, again, you're going to miss a lot, and I would say that the websites are certainly tools that you want to embrace, and you can come to the Mart and spend your time just looking around and then go home, and at 2 o'clock in the morning, somebody can be sitting in their bathrobe and placing orders, and that's fine. Once you've had the opportunity to meet the people that you need, actually see the product, you look at a little 4-inch resin figure, If you've held it, looked at it, it's going to mean a lot more to you than just looking at a picture. So you can go back and reference a picture later. But these are tools that are provided to you to use after the show. But I'd encourage you not to isolate yourself. The sales rep is going to be able to help you, is going to be able to follow up with you. And it's important to get out there and see things, whether it's at a permanent mart like ours or some of the temporary specialty trade shows. Touching and seeing the product it's a far better way to understand what it is that you're promoting. That's a very good point. Now, every e-tailer wants to find niche offerings that aren't the same old products that online shoppers can find at any corner store. So how can a permanent mart help sellers offer unique items for their customers? 
I think one of the things, going back to one of the earlier questions, what's the difference between a national and a regional mart? If you're a heavy hitter, you're going to be comfortable and at home in a national mart environment because you're the type of customer they're looking for. But at the same time, remember that the players that can afford to be there and are there are typically the ones that have gotten very large. And their products are being sold in volume. So the chance of finding something that is really unique as a small player is limited. However, when you come to a regional mart, one of the things you're going to see is that in addition to being a manufacturer's representative, there are a number of these companies who have been here for many years that have also got into the importing business. Mm-hmm. And they've got relationships offshore and with other small manufacturers that they can oftentimes offer you a product or a direction that isn't something that's going to be seen on every corner of the block. Right. So I think that's an important thing. Small is not necessarily bad. Small offers you the opportunity to get something that maybe hasn't hit that huge mainstream yet. Yeah, I think small is good. I think that's the general message. I don't know if you've read The Long Tail of e-commerce. Chris Anderson wrote that book. But it's the smaller items, it's the niche markets that are really making the money out there. And, you know, you can get to be a big player someday, but you need to start being a small player. Walk before you run. You're not going to go to a national mart and buy $50,000 worth of something and go try to sell it online. You need to be sensible. You need to start with niche markets and new products. And like you said, get out there. If someone was on the outer edge of your region, how many times a year would you recommend they come to the mart? I would say maybe two times a year. And I would encourage them to come in. We have temporary shows that also coincide with two of our permanent marketplace dates where we attract extra exhibitors. So that's one measure of it. And typically, I think that everybody experiences a national show at least once every few years just to see what it is. And I think that they'll discover that when they come back to the regional marts that you're not missing a whole lot. And in fact, you can get more face time. You can actually get more of a quality experience than the bigger shows. What do you think about the difference between temporary shows and permanent marketplaces? When it comes to product sourcing, what is the key difference, do you think? Well, a temporary show is something that's going to attract typically your small suppliers. Not always, but the small suppliers that can't afford permanent showroom presence are going to participate in something like that. And with our shows, we attract an extra two to 300 exhibitors for each of those shows. In our case, just by rule, there is no duplication from one showroom to the next, and the people that come to the temporary show and display there also cannot have any overlap for what we have. So we guard that pretty jealously. We want to make the experience not only for the wholesaler that needs to represent their product uniquely, but also for the buyer, that if you go to the first showroom and you go over to the temporary show, you're not going to be repeating the same product. It is different. Right. Okay. So let me understand the difference now between temporary shows and the permanent marketplace. The Minneapolis Mart is open, you said, all year long. Correct. And you can go in there any day and source, but during the year you have larger shows that get together at certain times? In our case, March and August are the two major marketplaces where we also feature a temporary marketplace nearby in a different location where we set up booths for the temporary exhibitors to come and display their product. Uh, Some of the marts also do temporary shows actually within the same facility. Maybe they have an auditorium. We don't happen to have that here. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now, with the permanent marts being very large, of course, and people having a limited time, do the marts offer any tools to help visitors use their time more effectively? We do. And some of the more important things, you mentioned books earlier. My favorite book from here is The Buyer's Directory, and we publish that a couple times a year. And it highlights the different showrooms that are located here, along with the product lines that they have to offer and included in those directories. And I think really every major market has these. They will provide you the contact information so that you can do all of your follow-up work after the show is over. So it's important to use that not only after the show, but really before you come to any show. I think it's a good idea to target the amount of time that you have, target the type of products and uh, suppliers that you want to visit. Because logistically, as you talked about earlier, Atlanta, you'll wear out a couple pairs of shoes and you may not get to see everybody that you want. Even here, if you walk around the mart three times, it's two miles. I can tell you because I do it a couple of times a day. Oh, wow. (laughs) Keeps you in good shape, I'm sure. Absolutely. You need to plan your time. You're competing with a clock, you're competing with other buyers, and you're competing with your own feet just to cover the site. So our website offers a lot of information web-based lookups of the product, and typically the people that are walking around here are carrying our buyer's directory. Great. Now, for people who aren't in your area, Jeff, how can we find the closest permanent mart? As we mentioned earlier, there are literally dozens of these permanent marts all over the country. Every big city has got some sort of a mart or is going to have some sort of a temporary show. There's a lot of good paper publications. I can mention Giftware News or something like that, which is particular to this industry that we deal with this good place to look that features information on all the marts well it's all great information that is our time for today with jeff walton of the minneapolis mart the website is mplsgiftmart.com and we really appreciate you being here jeff hey chris thank Uh, you very much i enjoyed speaking with you thank you i'm chris malta Today's Entrepreneur Product Sourcing and eBiz show has been brought to you by WorldwideBrands.com and Entrepreneur.com. Join us again next week for more free eBiz education with the Internet's leading product sourcing experts.